Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Are you looking for the perfect way to take your brand to the next level? Want to reach a dedicated, engaged audience that's all ears? With Audiohook.com, you can do just that. Audiohook is the premier podcast advertising platform, connecting advertisers with some of the best podcasts in the world. Audiohook uses advanced targeting techniques to ensure your message reaches the right ears, at the right time. With detailed analytics, you'll be able to track your campaign's performance and optimize your strategy for maximum impact. Plus, their team of experts are there every step of the way, providing guidance and support to make your campaign a success. So, whether you're a startup, a small business owner, or a marketing pro, Audiohook is your one-stop shop for podcast advertising success. Head over to audiohook.com to start your journey today. I'm Sam, and I co-host the Scott Holm Podcast, the known universe's first Houston Cougar sports podcast. Every week, even during the offseason, my co-host Dustin and I come on and talk everything current as it relates to Cougs, and every so often, we'll bring on UH luminaries like Carl Lewis, Kellen Sampson, and a number of other fantastic Cougar voices, and as proud members of the 1012 Network, we also find the time to talk about our future conference and future opponents in the Big 12 as well, if all of that sounds even a little bit interesting to you, we would love it if you subscribe to the Scott Holm Podcast on Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else you put podcasts in your ears. That's podcast spelled P-A-W-D cast because the two of us hosting the show are nothing if not big dorks. So thank you and go Cougs. Podcast. I am your host, Andy Metz. Today, we are previewing two big games for the Kansas Jayhawks this week coming up. Actually, it says three because we have a women's game against Nebraska coming up on Wednesday, but I am not sure if we're going to have another episode before then, uh, just depending on how our schedule is for the holidays. So, but taking a look at all of this, I am just going to run through the women's game coming up tonight. Uh, that is against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And then I do have Tom Brew. He uh, runs the uh, the Indiana website that covers the Indiana Hoosiers over on FanNation. Or Sports Illustrated's FanNation. So basically my counterpart that does Indiana stuff. Um, he will be joining us for our second segment to preview the Kansas-Indiana matchup uh, that we will have tomorrow. But before we get there... Obviously, the women um, are just as big of a story, if not a bigger story, than what the men are doing this year. Um, you know, as I mentioned on on yesterday's podcast, um, you know there are there have been statements made concerning the Kansas win over Arizona being the biggest victory for any team in the season, um, just with the importance of that one and the margin as well. So, um, this is a women's team that I think is getting a lot of attention and one that I think is definitely worth following if you are not already. Um, but off the top, thinking of th- speaking of things that are worth following, um, that would be sponsor here on the podcast. 
Home Field Apparel. Home Field Apparel, the most comfortable vintage college sports apparel anywhere. T-shirts, sweaters, hoodies, joggers, a whole bunch more. They have more than 140 different schools, adding new stuff all the time, refreshing lines, doing all kinds of great stuff. If you have not already been over there, make sure you go over to homefieldapparel.com. They have so many different things from so many different places, uh, just random logos that are just the uh, the most awesome things that you're ever going to find. Homefieldapparel.com. Use promo code CHOCK12. You can get 15% off your entire first order, and all orders over $100 have free shipping. Uh, holidays coming up. It's it's a little too late, I think, at this point to be able to order something and have it there before before Christmas. But you can do what I did a few years ago, which is order it, print out a picture of it, wrap that up, and let them know what is coming so they can have that anticipation. Sure, it's not quite as great as having it there for them on the day of, but that's quite all right. At least you then have shown them what you're getting because it's super exciting knowing the home field is coming because of how comfortable everything is. Whether you want logos or not, they, they do have the core collection now available uh, where you can just get the super comfortable clothing that they have without the logos if for whatever reason you can't be wearing those logos in a particular instance that you're in. But you still want to have the comfort of Homefield Apparel. So homefieldapparel.com, promo code CHOCK12 gets you 15% off that entire first order. So there's only three events happening this week um, coming up from you know Friday to Friday. And those are all... Basketball related. There is two games for women's basketball. First up is tonight against the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. Yes, that is the same Tulsa that Kansas transfer Yvette Mayberry came from. So she's playing her old team um, here in Allen Fieldhouse. Something to get super excited about. Um, yes, Tulane is not like the best uh, or the most, um, you know, the, they're not the best opponent, but they are a very quality opponent. If you look over on uh, site, CBB Analytics, uh, absolutely love what they're doing over there. Um, the best way for me to describe it is it's kind of like, you know, it has all these same advanced stats. You would find it like Ken Palm or Torvik, but it's both for men and women. Um, I highly recommend you go check it out. But all, all the stats that I'll cite are probably coming from there, um, you know, unless I otherwise note that. So, but if you look over there, uh, the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, they are the 29th rated team overall in terms of net rating. Um, they have the 43rd best offense and the 35th best defense. So um, actually a quality team for Kansas City to be playing. This is a team also that, uh, you know, this, this is going to be a big bump to their resume, um, assuming, of course, that they actually go ahead and win it. And, and you know, given what they've done against Arizona and all that, I, I have a hard time imagining that they're going to have a huge problem with this particular game. But this is a quality opponent. This is a team that has the ability to jump up and bite them if they do not perform at their highest level. And of course, Mayberry is going to be very familiar with a, a good portion of the players on this roster because she did play there. She did play with a lot of them. Um, that does help Kansas a little bit to kind of know what's coming, to know what it is that they do. They, they play at a pace that is not too fast. It's like middle of the road, uh, 71 possessions per game. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a pretty good team. They do a lot of really great things. But it is one of those things where this is a Kansas team that I think has shown how good they are. They are ranked for a reason. They do a lot of really great stuff. So looking at the Tulsa Golden Hurricane, this is a team that is, uh, they're actually 29th according to CBB analytics, uh, overall in the net rating. They have an offensive rating, uh, they are 43rd in the, in the nation and 35th defensively in the nation. So this is a good quality team. This is a, this is a team that I think uh, Kansas will benefit quite a lot. They will, you know, 
after after beating Arizona and then coming home and kind of having another tune-up against Wichita State, this is another quality opponent. Not quite at the level of, of Arizona, and this one being at home as opposed to on the road does make that a little bit easier for them. But it's not like this is a team that they can take lightly. Um, I think that Wyvette Mayberry, having transferred in from Tulsa, will you know, be very familiar with a lot of the different players that they have, will be very familiar with what it is that they do. But but looking at strengths and weaknesses for this team, you know, I don't want to give away everything because we did have the preview uh, that dropped a little bit earlier today. And then, of course, you know, we'll actually be watching the game. And we'll have some information on our How to Watch post. But, um, you know, this is a team... This is a team that, uh, they're not that great on the fast break. Um, you know, they, they haven't, uh, or they make about 80% of their shots on the fast break, which is, which is one of those things that you don't typically, um, you know, think of as an issue. If you're getting out on a fast break, that means that you're probably going to actually have a pretty good performance there. If you're getting out on the fast break, that means you're probably going to go ahead and score. Um, you know, it's difficult, I think, to not be that great at it. But this is a team that does not um, – they don't go to the line a whole bunch. They don't actually play inside nearly as much as I would have expected. Um, but this is a team, I think, that is is fairly good shooting around the perimeter. Um, you know, they have – they they take a lot of points from three, which means that the defense of, of like, Holly Keys, Kurz, Geeter, Zakaya Franklin – uh, and those guards on the perimeter, including like Chandler Prater playing out on the perimeter. This will be very interesting, I think, to see how Kansas handles this. This is not a team like Arizona that tries to go inside um, and then uses that to open up space for them elsewhere. This is a team, I think, that, that focuses on the outside, tries to play outside in instead of inside out. Um, so I'll be very interested to see how successful they are in doing that. Looking at the individual players to watch out for, um, you have Tamira Poindexter, uh, you know, she is the forward that will be playing in the middle. That is who I'm expecting to go up against Tyana Jackson. And um, so I will be interested in that particular matchup. But they do have quite a few players that are playing very, very well. Um, you know, Tamira Poindexter is averaging 15 points a game. Um, but Maya, Mary, Maya Mayberry, uh, you know, it, 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 she is getting 11.1 points per game. Um, so they have, I mean, they they have... Three players that are averaging in double figures per game, um, but they have a lot of different things that they do. They have a lot of different things they do, and they do them very well. What I'm looking for in this game, I am looking for Kansas to continue the momentum that they have. They have a big game coming up against Nebraska, against the Cornhuskers, um, but this is a team I think that has shown what they can do. This is their first time playing as a ranked team, um, so I don't know what kind of extra pressure that will add, but based off of what they were saying early in the year, and based off of what their expectations are, like I would fully expect that this is a team that was preparing for the opportunity to play as a ranked team. And this is a team, I think, that will be very well equipped to be able to do that. So, all right. But um, I don't know that I want to talk too much more about that because, you know, this is one of those things. I don't have someone to come break down the game or anything with me. But, I, um, you know, I am fully expecting this to be an entertaining game. I am interested to see how Kansas handles a different, a completely different look a team that gets super hot from the outside. And that's something that they'll need to be, be, be prepared for because there are teams in the Big 12 that, you know, are pretty good from the perimeter. So I will be very, very interested to see how Kansas performs in this one. So, all right, before we get over to our preview of the men's basketball game, um, just wanted to remind you guys, we have a sponsor here on the podcast that has 
uh, you know, even though it's no longer football season, you can still find plenty of props, plenty of player, um, you know, uh, make plenty of entries using different players from all across the sports world using our sponsor here, Price Picks. PricePicks.com. Uh, they are the free, easy, legal, legal way to play daily fantasy. You pick anywhere from two to six players. Look at the individual lines they have on those and make a side or make a pick on one of the sides and just go from there. Um, you know, you can win up to 25 times of your initial entry. Um, and they have stuff from every single sport imaginable. They have college football, they have NFL, they have NBA, they have um, NHL, they have college basketball. They do not have women's basketball from what I can see so far, but they also have soccer, European basketball league, tennis, MMA, you know, they even have Call of Duty. Uh, so they have a ton of different stuff that you can find, a ton of different uh, players you can pick from, a bunch of different props you can look at, a lot of things that you can use to try to show off the prowess that you have of individual uh, lines. So if you head over to pricepicks.com, use promo code SHOCK12, you can get a 100% match on your first deposit up to the first $100 that you do deposit. So, um, you know, I was just looking through, they have a ton of NFL lines that are coming up here. Just for example, if you go over and you look at passing yards, you know, they have... Um, coming up this week, they have, you know, Patrick Mahomes at 290.5 passing yards against Houston. Um, you know, that's one he probably will go way over unless, you know, Kansas City decides to just run it all the time. Uh, Josh Allen, Buffalo quarterback, you know, 225.5 passing yards. They have line thrower, you know, touchdowns and receptions and all this stuff that you can find for a bunch of different players. So head on over to pricepicks.com and take a look around and figure out what sort of things you want to use continuing to move on. I will want, you know, I will caution college basketball they typically do not include those until the day of or the day before um so if you are looking to do basketball whether it's nba or college basketball you probably have to wait until closer to those games actually happening to put those uh to put those entries together so but pricepicks.com absolutely love what they're doing there love having them as a sponsor here make sure you go check it out so all right that um is it for our first segment here i am going to go ahead and get uh and get you guys over to listen to that interview that I had with Tom Brew. But before we do that, I do need to throw it to a quick break. We will be right back on the Rock Chalk Podcast. Brand new for the 2022 season, it's the RVK. We're coming at you two ways on two days. It's Monday and Thursday. Jeremy, JN, Fiend Phoenix, and me, Brandon Phoenix, a.k.a. I also hate Pitt. We are the Raspy Voice Kids. We are the Raspy Voice Kids podcast. You get pop culture Monday at 7 a.m. You get the West Virginia University podcast Thursdays at 7 a.m. Either way, no matter what we say, you're going to have fun. So, like we like to tell you, get at your boys. And I am joined now by Tom Brew. He is the publisher over at... HoosiersNow.com, that is the Sports Illustrated Fan Nation site that covers the Indiana Hoosiers. Uh, Tom, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing great, thanks. Happy to uh, be on with you. Yeah, I appreciate you jumping on here. Um, this is, you know, this is a matchup that for a long time has kind of been considered a, a Blue Blood matchup. Um, there is definitely some debate, right, about what a Blue Blood even means anymore at this point. Um, but this is one of those matchups you see Indiana and you see Kansas on the schedule playing each other and everybody gets excited no matter where the state of those programs are. So looking at this game, like how much, how much of a, uh, of a game, like has this been circled? I, whether it's fans, whether it's people that are covering the team or, you know, even the players themselves. Oh, absolutely. It's been circled from the minute it was announced, uh, 
primarily because really for two reasons. Uh, uh, during the, the four years that Archie Miller was the head coach in Indiana, there wasn't a whole lot of great uh, non-conference games going on. And uh, so when Mike Woodson got here last year, he, he really wanted to, bu- uh, to beef up the schedule a good bit. And he was sort of handed a, a non-conference schedule a year ago that didn't really have much to it. So, you know, this year there was a lot of excitement about making it better. And, uh, you know, this is the weekend that uh, Indiana had played the uh, Crossroads Classic for 10 years in a row on uh, uh, where they rotated games with Notre Dame and Butler every year along with Purdue. Um, so they really wanted a high-profile uh, weekend here. And uh, to do the home-and-home home in Kansas is great. I mean, uh, you know, Indiana fans are uh, – uh, spoiled by loving to have big games, you know, on campus and, uh, you know, instead of, uh, you know, playing in Indianapolis or Kansas City or things like that sometimes, uh, to have them come to Assembly Hall and for Indiana to be able to go to Fog Allen is just tremendous. So they've certainly had that circled and it's in uh, schedule, uh, you know, certainly uh, beefed up quite a bit, um, including last weekend, you know, they went to and played a really good Arizona team out in Las Vegas. Uh, played North Carolina in the ACC Big Ten Challenge, uh, played at Xavier, uh, wins, uh, you know, 86% of their home games, uh, played at Xavier and won uh, in the Gavit games uh, in the early November. So uh, they've had a, a lot of good tests, and they're certainly looking forward uh, to going to Lawrence uh, on Saturday and, and having certainly a very good test with a Jayhawks team that's pretty darn good too. Yeah, this this was one of those games that I know that a lot of Jayhawks fans had circled. Um, one, because it's, you know, Indiana coming to town. I happen to know a few people that are either Indiana alum or fans. Um, there, there seems to be a lot of connections, I think, between these two schools. Uh, and so it was exciting to have it on the schedule. And then, of course, Kansas goes and wins the national championship. So um, that, you know, just ups the profile of it even more. It'll be very, very interesting, I think, to see how Indiana players will handle coming into the fog. There's a lot of people that talk about their first time coming into the fog. It is extremely intimidating with the video that comes up at the beginning. And there's there's been several coaches who say that, you know, we we just don't bring our guys out onto the floor before that goes because – because of how electric it is. And of course, Indiana fans know all about that because, you know, they have a really fantastic home home environment as well. So looking at this particular game, though, like, I'm sorry, looking at Indiana so far this year, because I think this was a this was a team that I wasn't really quite sure what to make of them coming into the year. Um, they either were going to have an opportunity to get a whole lot better or they potentially could, you know, kind of stagnate a little bit. It definitely seems like they are playing much better um, than the original, well, I don't know if it's fair to say that they're playing much better than the original preseason projections, but they're, they're definitely up at the top end of the spectrum of what people thought they could potentially do this year. So what are the keys to their success been so far this year? And, and what are, have like, who are one or two guys that really stand out for you? Well, um, in regards to the, the overall picture first, uh, eight and two, um, they are, uh, started out seven and oh, like I said, had the big win at Xavier on the road, beat North Carolina handily at home. Uh, but then, uh, Jalen Hood Shafino, who's a six, six guard, uh, was a point guard on the Montverde teams that, uh, won two national, uh, high school championships. Uh, he's been a uh, very starting and uh, he and Xavier Johnson, who's a pure point guard too. Uh, they've been starting together and first seven games really played well together. Well, uh, Jalen has, uh, kind of tweaked his back a little bit and he's missed three games. 
and they've lost two of them. They really have missed him uh, quite a bit. Just a lot of turnovers and uh, uh, a lot of, uh, you know, he's a big guard, 6'6", 215-pound guard. They've been, you know, opposing guards have been killing them on the offensive glass, and he's really been missed. And uh, they they played poorly at Rutgers, shot the ball horribly, and uh, lost at Rutgers, which, you know, Kansas fans won't really – know what the you know what the home environment is at Rutgers but they're you know they they are very tough to beat you know in that building and but Indiana played poorly and lost and you know they uh, just dug themselves a huge hole at again the, the game against Arizona last Saturday they were down 27 to 8 early uh but battled back three different times got it to five got it to three uh, you know, one other time and, uh, uh, you know, we're right back in the game, but you know, Arizona just kept going, getting them in burst. So, uh, so they have not been particularly good, I guess, in the last 10 days or so, but, uh, the, you know, the overall talent is there. Uh, we wrote earlier today that, uh, Jalen Hood Shafino was supposed to practice today. Uh, there were, you know, he's been he shot around the last couple of days, but, uh, try to get him in some contact today and see how the back responds and, they're hoping he can play Saturday. It would make a big difference if he does, because obviously, as you well know, Andy, that you know that Kansas backcourt's pretty good and very athletic and very versatile. And the the more big bodies you could have out there, the better. Yeah, not only that, but I mean, just a, a guy who's that big of an issue. Like Kansas fans know how difficult it is for you know Kansas to perform well when a guy like Dewan Harris is not in. Like having a guy who helps lead your offense, a guy that really kind of helps make things go. And trying to replace him is not an easy task at all. Um, so yeah, I, I, I was kind of keeping an eye on that. That was actually going to be one of my one of my questions coming into the game because I was, you know, I, I did see that he was injured. I did see that he's been out for a little bit. Um, and so it sounds like kind of what I was expecting that you know they are going to try to see if he can make it, but it's not really sure one way or another. Um, you talked about how the you know the the whether it was the players themselves or the coaching staff or whoever that wanted to kind of increase the difficulty of the schedule to kind of make it more, you know, of a big time schedule. Um, that is definitely something that's familiar for Kansas fans because over on the women's side, they did the exact same thing and they were taking a huge step forward. Um, what, what though were the expectations for this team this year? Because you talk about what's happened, you know, in the last few years, the way that the schedule has been and taking that huge step up, but then also trying to, you know, bring all of this new stuff in together. Like, was this a team that was expected to be really good this year? Absolutely. They were, uh, uh, preseason picks to win the Big Ten. Uh, uh, and all the uh, media and coaches polls, uh, certainly all the gambling websites and such had Indiana with the shortest odds, you know, you know, to win the Big Ten. Um, you know, Trace Jackson Davis coming back is a big deal. He's, uh, uh, just moved into number 10 all time on Indiana scoring list. He's, uh, he will move into number nine with his first basket on Saturday, uh, passing the great Kent Benson from the national championship teams of the seventies. And, uh, he'll be, uh, number eight, uh, possibly later in the game. He's, uh, certainly a very talented player, six, nine left-handed, very great post moves, uh, uh, you know, really good player. When he decided to come back, that was a big deal. Race Thompson's a six year senior. He's back. Xavier Johnson, as I mentioned, was, a you know, played really well the last half of last season. He's back. And then they had this, uh, freshman class come in, a top five recruiting class. Uh, Jalen Hood Shafino and Malik Renault, who played on the Montverde team together, uh, both came, uh, shooter, uh, CJ Gunn out of Indianapolis and Caleb Banks out of Lawrenceville, Georgia, a really good class. And, uh, the combination of Trace and Race coming back and, uh, and those freshman infusion, you know, they were, uh, the big things were expected. Uh, preseason number 13, uh, you know, in both polls, uh, they, they moved up a, a spot each week to keep packed at number 10. 
dropped back to 14 this week after losing to Rutgers. Um, and I think, you know, like what they, you know, I think they want to win some titles. It's been a long time. Uh, Indiana won the Big Ten last in 2016. So it's been, uh, basically seven years and they, they want to change that. Uh, they have, uh, uh, they're horrible in the Big Ten tournament as, uh, you know, forever. They never, you know, that never matters to them. Uh, but they would certainly like to do well there. They did, you know, they made a nice run last year, beat Michigan, Illinois, and then lost on a half-court heave by Jordan Bohannon to Iowa in the semis last year. So they would like to do that. First time in the national in the NCAA tournament in six years last year. Um, and that, you know, that was certainly uh, a goal. But uh, uh, they would like to do more. I, th- I think the goal for this team is to certainly – uh, play into the second weekend of the Big Ten tournament or the NCAA tournament and see what happens. Um, they've got plenty of depth. They've got plenty of talent. Uh, but we'll see. They, uh, they have not been a particularly good team on the road for, for many years now. And of course, they've, uh, started out, they did win a true road game at Xavier, but then lost to Rutgers. And, uh, uh, so this is, this is a good test for them, obviously to go to Lawrence and play a game on the road uh, at Fog Allen. And, uh, but one, like one thing you mentioned earlier about the atmosphere at Fog, how it's overwhelming for a lot of people, uh, you know, when they play a full big 10 schedule, so they play in a lot of uh, rabid environments, you know, throughout the big 10 as well. So I think, I think they'll be able to handle it, but I think they're all like t- today and talking to players, they're very excited about playing a game there. So it's uh, it certainly should be a great atmosphere and uh Early start. Everybody's got to get up early on uh, on Saturday morning. So yeah, yeah, it'll be honestly, it'll be a lot of fun. I actually like the morning games or the the uh, I guess early afternoon games um, a lot better, just because it gives me time to go and then enjoy the rest after. Now, of course, a lot of that I think is predicated on you know Kansas actually winning the particular game because you know if they don't, it makes it a little bit more difficult to write to write about them and to, and to cover them and then to get up for for the rest of the basketball through the rest of the day. But um. Definitely excited for this game coming up. This is a game that I had circled again, like I said, because I just, I know a lot of people. I really enjoy the kind of the, the rich tradition, you know, that Indiana has and that, and that Indiana and Kansas share. So I am, I am super excited about this game looking at specific matchups because, you know, I look at what Indiana has and I'm wondering, you know, who it is that's going to kind of provide that resistance on the inside. We saw, you know, KJ Adams just absolutely torched Missouri as they were very aggressive and tried to kind of overhelp a lot, um, which left him wide open to go and get a bunch of easy points against Missouri. Um, I don't think Indiana's going to do that sa- exact same thing. Um, they are a much better defensive team than, than Missouri was, but I am cool. curious, looking at the lineup, who do they have that can really try to clog up the inside to keep a guy like KJ Adams, who has a little bit more of a touch shot as opposed to, you know, a, a overwhelming physical presence, um, keep him from, from getting going. Yeah. They, uh, you know, they you know, trace Jackson Davis is six, nine. Uh, he's a pretty strong guy though, but, but he is their center. No question. And race Thompson is six, eight, and that's what they go by. And uh, uh, they'll, they'll try to deal. They'll probably switch off a little bit here and there on him. Um, they don't like to double a whole lot. Uh, the post, uh, they usually like to try to play straight up. That was probably a bit of a mistake. Uh, last Saturday against those seven footer and a six eleven guy from Arizona, but uh, I think going into this game, I think they're hoping and optimistic that they can uh, to guard Kansas Bigs without doubling a lot. But I also think uh, I think they're going to probably try to be a little bit more creative in the uh, like when they double and when they're not. I think we'll see more doubles. Uh, just not a consistent round, and I think they'll try to make it different every time. But uh, they also have a lot of respect for what Kansas can do on the perimeter 
And uh, so it's, uh, uh, you know, that's just something uh, that they, that, that's why uh, they don't like doubling a lot because they don't like leaving open shooters. And uh, so, you know, I think they'll try to play them straight up, but I think they'll also try to do different things and just not let Kansas feel comfortable down there. Yeah. So, I mean, looking specifically at what it is that Indiana does well on offense, what, I mean, what, what's the style that they typically try to use? I'm looking at their Ken Palm page and, you know, it looks like they, they shoot really well from inside the arc. Um, actually shoot fairly well from, from outside the arc as well, at least overall as a team. But like, what is the, what is the main strengths of this offense? Well, it starts with Trace Jackson Davis, no question about it. And I mean, uh, uh, but they are a much better uh, three point shooting team so far this year. Uh, Miller Cop, who's a uh, former, uh, played three years at Northwestern before transferring to Indiana. He plays the three for them and he's uh, just uh, right at 50%, just under uh, for, from three so far this year shooting the ball well. Uh, the backup guards who play quite a bit, Trey Galloway and Tamar Bates, their numbers are way up from last year in regards to three-point shooting. And Xavier Johnson has been uh, uh, like high 30s, uh, 38%, you know, three-point shooter, you know, his whole career. Uh, and they're just better this year. Last year, they were they only shot 33% of the team as a team. Uh, they're close to, I think, 37-something now. They're uh, they're shooting the ball better. And, uh, and Race Thompson, who's Primarily a big who was, you know, was, you know, was never a, a perimeter shooter at all uh, before Woodson got there. He's been putting up a lot, of, and he hit four threes against Arizona, kind of spurred the comeback in that game. So he's capable of doing that too. And uh, when they're rolling like that, you know, that kind of stops the double teams on Trace. And that's what really what they try to do is, uh, is to try to get some perimeter game going because a lot of teams you've been double and tripling him all the time. Yeah, so so looking at what Indiana doesn't do well, because, I mean, I'm looking and I see a lot of green on this Ken Palm page, which means they do a lot of really great things. Um, yeah. But if there was one weakness to the way that this offense plays, what would that be? Well, I think you know, the, the biggest uh, uh, red flag with this team so far has been their rebounding. They just have not been a very good rebounding team at all. And uh, um, especially with Jalen uh, hood Shafino out, uh, it's been very noticeable uh, in the two losses uh, Rutgers had 17 offensive rebounds in the, in the win out there. And then Arizona had 16 offensive rebounds on Saturday. And, uh, that's Crazy. just, uh, yeah. And, uh, and, and the way they talk about it is like, like they're like what they call is like their first shot defense has been very good. You know, they, they do a nice job of keeping people in check, but the, they've just given up way too many second chance opportunities. And, uh, uh, and it's been a huge, it's the most glaring flaw in both losses. And, uh, you know, and that's, that's never a good thing. Uh, you know, and it's, they, they need to be better at that. Um, so, you know, I, that's been a big priority for them. It was a priority after the Rutgers loss and, uh, they beat Nebraska at home. Uh, on Wednesday night and rebounded really well in that game had a you know I think I rebounded them by 12 and uh, you know and won convincingly which was nice because in between that you know Nebraska upset Creighton and uh, uh, and then uh, took Purdue to overtime so it was you know it's not like uh, you know that's a, a chopped liver game I mean they, they really played well and beat them by 16 handily and you know really did a nice job so uh, so they know that's a priority uh, and certainly all five guys on the Kansas team on floor can always hit the boards and that's always been, you know, a Bill Self thing is, you know, being good rebounding teams on both ends of the floor. And uh, so certainly that's a, a priority this week. So. Yeah, and I know that Kansas has has struggled at least defensively on rebounds just because they don't have that big guy in, in the middle that can kind of, you know, push people out of the way. Um, so I will be very interested to kind of see how that, um, you know, uh, well, how they're able to kind of figure out who actually is going to be the, the good rebounding team. 
I don't think we're going to get into a situation where both teams are just awful rebounding the entire game. Um, someone's going to find their stride. The real question is who. The other thing that I noticed, and this is actually an issue for both of these teams, neither of these teams seem to be pretty very good at all about getting to the line, which may actually be a blessing in disguise looking at the the you know the free throw percentages that these teams have. Kansas at 66.9% on the year, Indiana on 70.6. Is that something that has been an emphasis to try to get more getting to the line and being able to make those free throw shots or is it kind of just a you know we're being fairly successful without it so it's not that big of a deal right now well I think uh, Indiana does usually like to get to the line quite a bit and I think one of the things that's changed uh, with that just recently is all the uh, all the uh, double teams uh, and triple teams that Trace has got, he's been having to kick it out to the shooters. So uh, uh, there's been many, there were many games last year where Trace would shoot 12, 14 free throws himself in a game. And uh, that really hasn't been the case this lately because everybody's been doubling him. He hasn't, hasn't had a lot of looks inside, but uh, yeah, I think they would like to get to the lane uh, line a little bit more. Um, uh, Xavier Johnson likes driving and penetrating uh, uh, as well and getting to the line. Uh, Jalen Huchifino uh, is a big part of that. He's a big guy. He loves as a point guard. He likes taking it to the rack too. So it's uh, with him out. That's certainly had a little bit to do there. Uh, but yeah, I think Indiana's offense, uh, you know, has to kind of uh, they they like to play inside out, and you know, a lot of that comes with that. But I think that comes in bunches too, the the foul calls and such, and uh, certainly uh, falling behind early like they did at Arizona. I think they were shooting a lot more three pointers by uh, by choice just to kind of get themselves back in the game a little bit, and they did that. But uh, but yeah, I think you'll certainly see Saturday that Indiana will absolutely try to play inside out with Kansas. Awesome. Yeah, I'm very interested because this is a team or this is a game where I think both teams are trying to establish the inside, um, you know, more than they have in the past. And it'll be very interesting to see who is successful. Um, Kansas is is one of those teams that has a bunch of big guys, but they're all extremely young um, other than a guy like KJ Adams. You know, this reminds me a lot of the year where um, Kansas fans know well when when they came into the year with Landon Lucas, you know, who, who ended up being a very good player, but going into his junior year, he was a little bit, seemed a little bit undersized. You know, there was worry about whether he would be able to stand up being the lead guy down low. Um, and he ended up kind of taking over. They don't have that this year in a guy um, that can can do that. So it'll be interesting to see if someone like Ernest Uday or Zuby Ejiofor is going to have any kind of success against this Indiana line or, you know, front court. Um, Indiana has a phenomenal defense, 20th or 22nd in the nation. Kansas is no slouch either at 11th in the nation. Um, again, according to Ken Palm, these are two teams that are kind of hovering or right around uh, 20 in, in both offense and defense. So it should be a very hotly contested matchup, uh, no matter what we end up getting. So final question for you. How do you see this game going, whether it's a whether it's a score prediction or kind of just a general flow? What is it that you're looking and expecting to see on Saturday? Well, I have a hard time um, dealing with the struggles that Indiana's had in true road games in the past couple of years and uh, and how difficult it is to play at Fog Allen. It's, uh, you know, I haven't seen the opening line yet, obviously, because we're filming this on Thursday night, but uh, I'm guessing that Kansas is going to be probably five, six, seven point favorite, something like that. Um, You know, Indiana uh, has the talent to hang with Kansas. I've, uh, um, I have the um, uh, the benefit, I guess, of watching uh, the loss to Tennessee closely, uh, where Kansas just really didn't play very well at all and really struggled offensively against a pretty sound defense in Tennessee as well. Where I think if Indiana can guard well and force some some tough shots, 
they have a chance there. But I also uh, I would also like to see Indiana kind of try to play at a little bit quicker pace and try to get up and down the floor a little bit on Kansas. And if they can do that and knock down some threes, uh, I think Indiana has a chance to win. But I mean, I, I, if I'm not a gambling man, I'm not a betting man in any way. But if you know, if I have to say who do I think will win, I think Kansas will uh, win that game. But I do think Indiana has a chance. Uh, I think Trace Jackson Davis is sort of champing at the bit uh, to have a big national TV game. Uh, he's been a little uh, frustrated he's in, the, in the two losses, and that uh, you know, with all the like, Rutgers uh, doubled him at, on every catch and had a third guy at the rim, so he was he was basically taken out of that game, and nobody else could hit shots. Uh, Arizona game uh, foul trouble early on Xavier Johnson, you know, and they just fell in a hole, but really played well after that. I mean, they. Uh, you know, they, they beat Arizona from that run, you know, going forward. And uh, uh, so, I mean, I think they can get into it. The key for Indiana, I think, is getting ahead early, you know, and not getting into that big hole uh, and just knocking down some shots early. They've, uh, you know, for as well as, as better as they've been from perimeter, they haven't shot the ball well early in games so far. And uh, they've started, uh, four, you know, four of their 10 games missing their first seven uh, three-point shots, you know, so it's, uh, they, they need to get into a better, uh, better shooting rhythm early in the game. And I think if they could play from ahead or keep it close all the time, they, they'll have a chance at the end. But uh, like I said, I think, uh, you know, I would have to kind of lean towards Kansas in that just because they're, they're probably a little bit better and they're certainly playing in a, in a great home environment. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those things, Kansas playing at home, obviously is an advantage, just like it would be an advantage for Indiana if, if they were playing at home in this particular game. Um, Kansas, I think if you look at the overall talent, like you said, it's a lot closer than most of the teams that Kansas played against, but I think it skews just a little bit towards Kansas's favor. Um, you know, you, if you compare it to the Tennessee game, there was definitely some, some things as a Kansas fan, you can point to as reasons to be optimistic, um, you know, with Dewan Harris getting some really strange foul calls, uh, that kind of took him out of that game quite a bit. And Kevin McCuller apparently injured his groin very early in that game and tried to play through it. So there's a lot of reasons to be optimistic as a Kansas fan, but I do think this is going to be a fairly close game. The Ken Palm line right now is is five uh, looking at it. So that's usually a good approximation for about where the line is going to open. Um, so, yeah, I, I think your guess of five to seven is, is right in the ballpark there. I will be very interested to kind of see where that is, what the general thought is. And, of course, um, you know, I'm looking forward to the actual game Um Tom, thank you so much for joining me tonight. If if anybody wants to find your work, get more information about Indiana before the game gets going, where can they do that? Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff up there right now. The uh, uh, you know, obviously, uh, much like you, part of that Sports Illustrated Fan Nation Network. It just the the quick shortcut to that is the HoosiersNow.com takes you right there and uh, got a good bit of stuff there. We even uh, did a really great story today looking back on the last time these two teams played in 2016. Really good, uh, really good story uh, with James Blackwood Jr. who had. Uh, 26 points that game uh, last time they they met when Indiana upset Kansas as a number three team uh, in the 2016-2017 season back in November. Lots of other good stuff as well. Of course, we'll have a whole bunch more. Uh, we do about a half a dozen stories every day on, on, on Indiana basketball and uh, certainly cover the heck out of it. We'll have two reporters in Fog Allen State, uh, Fieldhouse on Saturday for the game, and uh, we'll certainly do a bunch of great stuff all weekend long. So a lot of good stuff there, and just uh, scroll on through a lot of, a lot of good stuff going back and forth too. So, Sounds good. Well, again, thank you so much for joining me, Tom. 
And thank you guys so much for listening. If you have not already, please go out wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, any of the other million apps that are out there. Just search for Rock Chalk Podcast so you can subscribe. Get every episode as soon as it comes out. Give us a rating and a review. Five stars, nice comments. It'd be absolutely fantastic. If for whatever reason you can't do that, just let us know what it is. We can be doing better. We really do bring the podcast to you guys, get you all the information you need in as entertaining a way as possible. So if you have any comments, questions, suggestions, people you want to try to interview, anything like that, you can contact me by email at rockchalkpodcast.gmail.com or on Twitter at rockchalkpod. We are part of the 1012 Podcast Network, covering all the teams in the Big 12 Conference over there on Sports Drink. Just fantastic people that we're working with there. Um, make sure that you go and catch as many of those shows as possible to get up to date on everything happening around the Big 12. Um, go to 1012network.com and you can find all of those links. Make sure you visit our sponsors, Prize Picks, uh, Homefield Apparel, great stuff that they're doing there. Um, but that is going to do it for us today. Tom, once again, thank you so much for joining me. And thank you guys so much for listening. We will catch you guys next time on the Rock Chalk Podcast. <laughs>